Where we last left off, the party managed to convince, through magical means, some uh, some undead who were in control of a a chain a chained up door to uh, move, so the door would open, allowing them to enter into Papazotl's tomb, um, where they proceeded to smash up a bunch of glass cauldrons while a shield shot some shots at them. Um, however, they managed to figure everything out. Shield is now face down on the ground. All the, all the cauldrons are shattered. And the party were able to, without any, other, any additional incident, uh, claim the, uh, the amulet from within Papazotl's tomb, which Conrad, uh, one, was the first to touch. And failed his charisma save, and is now possessed with the spirit of Papazotl, or inhabited by the spirit of Papazotl. Um, but he also threw the amulet to Sevia, uh, in order to have it identified. That is about where we left off. So, does Conrad have any sort of, like, outward reaction to getting another little talky-talk in his head? I kind of imagine probably he would have thrown the amulet at Sevia, but, like, how, like he's about to, like, picks it up and, like, he's about to throw it, and then probably, like, starts while he's throwing it. So, like, um, instead of it throwing directly at her, it would have, like, sailed past. I think she picked it up. Um, yeah. But, um, and he kind of just, like, uh, like it's like it just tunes out for a moment, um, and then like snaps back into it after a, a couple of beats, um, and then continues to look over the um, the rest of the treasure from the um, the tomb. I believe he and Beatrice were looking in at the time, um, but he kind of just just kept, like just shakes his head just a little bit momentarily each time, like periodically, I suppose. Hmm. Sevia's eyebrows for a bit, but yeah, she picks up the amulet and uh, do you want me to identify this now or wait until we see if there's anything else worth looking at? Depends. Um, what is our course of action? And um, Kari kind of like uh, steps back for a moment as well from looking over the stuff and then opens up his little diary and then looks at the little map that he's sketched up. And um, have we covered much, most of the ground on this level? I've kind of... So... Are there more, any, any more places to investigate? Uh, so, that that is interesting to say because there is on the uh, the eastern wall of this room, um, Conrad, Fall, and Beatrice, you would notice this with your relative, your uh, respective passive perceptions. There is a, there is a door, um, a secret door, a hidden door um, that is here. You can see those markings. That I, you can't really because of. I I will move. Um, yes, 
I'll move Artis over to it because he has a light source from his dagger. So there is a secret door. Interesting. Um, so Kono kind of like looks over his notes and then if no one else has spotted that yet, he kind of like looks down his notes, then looks up in that direction and then looks kind of thoughtful and then looks at Beatrice, um, who's near him, I believe. Might be an entrance there. Might be worth looking at. That's what I thought. Shall we? Yes. Uh, Back the amulet for now, Sylvia. We shall investigate later. Probably best to press on until we find more time for pause. All right. She pockets it. Strad on over. All right. So, yeah. Uh, It's easy enough to open, having noticed it, the secret door. Um, And it leads through to a uh, short corridor, which seems on first inspection to be a dead end. But um, any of you other than Sevia, basically, who go through it, notice there is a another secret door on the other end of it. Which, again, is easy enough to open. And appears, um, if any of you were to look through it, to lead through to another tomb. But as you are passing through this corridor, uh, ancient cobwebs fill the narrow corridor whose midway point features an arched alcove. Um, Within the alcove, a dusty bottle stands on a table. Mm -hmm. A full little appear into it. Does that have any liquid in it? Um, So, you... No. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) No. Not liquid. <laughs> it is, yeah. So it is. It is a. It is a bottle uh, with a with a cork uh, or a plug of some sort at its top. Oh, that's weird. It's being here. Um, any idea what kind of like vintage would have been in there, Conrad? Oh, hmm. <laughs> he kind of like looks at it. Um... Actually, you're examining the bottle, aren't you, Fool? Yeah. So you see. Um, a little figure waving from within and and muffled voice call uh, a muffled voice speak calling out in a language you do not understand um never mind about the vintage there's someone in there what in the wine bottle yes there's a tiny person in there <laughs> are you sure you haven't drunk some of it no a little person Kind of, kind of like, you haven't walked through look. any weird spores lately? No, I'd, I'd hope I had my distance from him. Um, come and have a look. Connor will kind of like lean over and have a look a at it. for everyone. Hmm. Uh, so they're, are they, uh, they're, they're talking loud enough to like be understood, but just in a different language? A little figure? Yeah, yeah. Uh, not, not loud enough to be understood. But oh, you can understand that it's, it okay. is in a different language. Um, so I'll just be like, um, hello, and then in uh, Infernal as well, hello? Um, the, there's no change in the, uh, the responses. 
none of us can understand it? No. Mm. Um, though, um, if you all want to make me an intelligence check, and I'll see if anyone might be able to make some sort of connection. 16. 16. 5. 5. Uh... 16. 16. Natural 20. Natural 20. Oh, Making wow. it a 25. So, um, so for your incredibly high roll, um, and Beatrice, your, your roll combined with the fact that you know one of the dialects of this language, this is some form of this is some form of primordial, some alternative uh, dialect of primordial. So Beatrice, you know Auron. Um, Sevia, with a 25, you are aware that this is specifically Terran. There's like, you can't speak it, but there's, there's a couple of uh, arcane words that you've come across um, to do with like primordial magic that kind of have their roots. Um, so particularly earth and um, magic tends to use uh, some, there's some overlap in the words. Cool. She's like, because from the looks on the map, this corridor is quite narrow. Yes, it is. Five so foot she's wide. like. Okay, so she's, like, peering around Fall and probably Conrad as well. She's probably, like, squished between them. And she's like, is it speaking Terran? That I beg your would, pardon? That would make sense. It's... Yes. It, it's a dialect of primordial. A some of it is root words for magic, generally. Earthen in nature, but... Oh, what strange. Speaking Terran. Would Sevia know anything about any particular creatures that speak Terran? Uh, roll me, roll me an arcana check, probably. Okay. Yes. Oh, that was almost another nat 20. <laughs> Uh, Arcana. 27. <laughs> okay. Um, so, a great many creatures. Most most creatures that originate from the, the elemental plane of Earth would speak um, Terran, as well as a great deal uh, many other uh, creatures that are typically entwined with it. Um, so, Earth elementals... Um, uh, Dao, which are a form of uh, genie, um, and yeah, such other creatures that uh, originate from the, the the elemental plane of Earth. Okay. Uh, yes, I believe it could be any number of creatures, many creatures speak Terran, most of them from the elemental plane of Earth. So, you know, earthen elementals, certain kinds of, of jinn, uh, those kinds of things. Um, 
What is one doing in a bottle? Yes. And what kind of spell would have made it so small and then chucked it there? Hmm. Or do you suppose we should let it out? Or it, I, it could be another trick of this place, but I hate to see something trapped so. Is it, it is quite upsetting. I mean, hmm. my only fear is there are legends, well, is it so much a fear? There are legends of gin being hidden, like trapped in bottles, and upon freedom they are you know, they grant wishes, but who's to say that a, G a genie uh, here in Eberron is going to behave the same way one would on Fielo? And even then, a lot of the mythos and legend around them tends to say that they sort of, it's more of a monkey's poor wish as well. You need to be very specific. It's much like speaking to the Fae. Hmm. Can we just say no thank you on the wish then? Maybe. How oh, strange. It's like a fairy story. Well, if it's corked shut, we might be able to, like, you know, really kind of like gestures to his rapier, poke it, and then take it out from a distance. That's quite clever, actually. Hmm. If that's what you want to do, anyway. Well, it would be cruel to leave it trapped in a bottle, especially when it's shouting so and no one can understand it. At least not amongst us. No. Mm. <clears throat> Who knows, maybe if it can speak common once released from the bottle, it might know more about where we're meant to go from here on out than we Certainly. personally do. Mm. Or may owe great power. Regardless, we can try. Up ahead, I do see um, another tomb also. Oh. So, um, suggestion. If you are so inclined to open this bottle, we do it in the room we have just cleared. And then everyone be careful. And we close the door to this um, corridor with us on the side of the corridor if it wants to attack. Yes? It's a good idea. Yes. Good. Seems fair. Then we shall do it. <laughs> Shuffle along, everyone. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like just shoves the person in front of him to go back. Because <laughs> it's a no he probably shoves corridor. He probably shoves Sevia directly yeah, into fall. Shoves Sevia directly into fall. <laughs> Go on, come on. Oh, oh. So <clears throat> um, <yes>. good. <laughs> walk back and forth. Very, also very carefully holding the bottle. Excellent. <laughs> and Connor's like, because Connor's probably like at the, the back of this line along with like Beatrice. Um, so he shoves everyone and he's like, all right, now get back. No, most of you get back in that hallway. And then um, we shall try and open it. <laughs> and then if not, he will then just like get like his rapier or like the thinnest one he has yeah. and stab the cork. 
Okay, and pry the cork out, I take it? Yeah, and then he'll, like, gesture for a fall to, like, kind of, like, just awkwardly, like, squeeze into that little entrance bit. <laughs> and then he will pry the cork out as best he can. Okay. From a distance. Um, so, a... Let's share this. Can I? Yeah, there we go. So, a... As, as you uncork it, um, this cloud of dust and dirt kind of emanates forth from, <laughs> from the spout of the bottle. Um, before coalescing into the form of this um, uh, dark earthen-skinned giant of a woman, um, or woman-like figure. Um, let's let's share this image. Um, and she speaks a few words in what you assume is Terran before snapping her fingers and disappearing. Well, that was strange. She's a nine, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Damn right she is. Uh, for people listening at home, you can Google uh, D-A-O. Yes. And uh, <laughs> the name of this module I've just forgotten. Yes. Tomb of Annihilation. Yes. She looks uh, hot. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, Conrad, he's not interested, obviously, but he's just like, oh, no. okay. <laughs> Coughs out some dust. Well, there we go. Freed, I suppose, the woman is. Yes. Did Beatrice have understood any of the words? Um, roll, it's not entirely muffled by the bottle? Roll me an intelligence check. Or actually understanding. Sixteen again. Sixteen. Um, general please to be let out. Um, and there was there was kind of bits and pieces that implied a certain frustration, particularly when you were just talking around the bottle about her and not trying to speak with her. I think. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh. You're very welcome. She is oh. gone. There we go, I suppose. Um, onwards? Uh, yes. Onwards. I didn't know that wasn't a trap. Maybe it was a trap that they were caught in. Possibly. Right. Might have been a previous adventurer. Mm. Anyway, no matter. Another so, two more waits. So... Yes, continuing on to this, uh, this next tomb. Um, the air here reeks of sulfur and brimstone. On the floor of this chamber, a pentagram traced in salt surrounds an ornate sarcophagus. It's lid covered with figurines of prancing frog-like humanoids. Um, Sevia, you have Obalaka. Um, in, in your in your head uh, and Obalaka is going to say to you um, yeah, she is going to say um, I, I think the salt pentagram could use more salt uh, if you have any it might be a good idea to to add it why do we require more salt? This is uh, 
careful ward. Against what is in that sarcophagus? Yes. Do we Possibly. not want to open this one? This is this is the tomb of of Nang Nang. Uh. Nang Nang. So Nang 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 was. Oh, that's your little one with the spear. Yes. Yes. The uh the grung. I believe it was. Grungs uh, are awesome. Also, yes. while this is happening, Stevie's just like having her little head conversation. Crone's probably inspecting this, and he kind of like leans down, <laughs> licks a finger, and then puts a finger in the salt, and is like, "Oh, it's salt. Okay. <laughs> well, that could have been worse, I suppose, but also better. Mm. It's salt. Doesn't salt ward against something? I wouldn't know. Sevia, a good meal." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what against um, a bad meal? True. Depends on the amount of salt. Oh, definitely. You know, if a servants are doing a good enough job or whatever. Mm. Um, salt generally is considered a ward against certain kinds of spirits. Uh, depending on what you practice, uh, can be good luck. Uh, when thrown over a shoulder, it can mean demons or ghosts or things such as that cannot cross uh, pathways. To see it in a pentagram, I am suddenly quite wary of whatever is in that sarcophagus. So you can see from here that arranged atop the uh, sarcophagus are 12 painted wooden statuettes depicting Grung. Um, they're... They're cute, but they're probably worthless if you tried to, like, sell them. Um, yeah. Cute, um, but worthless title yeah. of my autobiography. <laughs> you could have a little cute frog statue. <laughs> Who wouldn't want one of them? Yes. Nothing worthless about that. Uh, so, otherwise, it is up to, it is up to you, probably, Sevia, to, uh, as, as to what you are going to say about uh, what you have been advised by Obalaka. Well, I will admit, team, that uh, the presence of protective wards in here where they have not been in other rooms, one that clearly must be maintained rather than passive, is certainly something that makes me feel a tad wary of doing what we have been doing. Mm. Perhaps if we are to open this sarcophagus, which I'm not even fully sure we should, it would be advised for us to take the same methodology as that bottle we just opened and perhaps do it from a distance, if we can, even from outside of the salt ring. Mm. Conrad, standing at the edge of the, uh, of the salt ring, as you mm -hmm. are, um, you feel a, a burst of air, almost as if someone is exhaling 
like some sort of creature is exhaling from its nose in front of you. Crow kind of like looks around like, who's there? Speak. Speak. Who is there? Should be such a fun thing for everyone else who's deliberating. <laughs> what should we be doing? <laughs> What's going anyway, on? Yeah. To oh, yeah, as soon as he buzzfeed on soul. <laughs> yeah, as soon as Conrad starts talking, Stevie is just immediately like, yeah, Ryan Bergara face. <laughs> Hashtag non spawn, just like. <laughs> <laughs> and Conrad kind of like, um, still probably still has his hand on his rapier and kind of like just reaches that and just like just waves it around in front of him in that space mm. who breathes there i guess is this technically an attack i mean i guess so he's just waving it around in front of him it's not a very good attack yeah. if that's the case i guess roll me an attack at disadvantage all right uh so 11 18, so 11. Um, oh my god. <laughs> so that's still a 23 damage. Okay, uh, roll, me, roll me damage. All right. <laughs> Beatrice, while this is going on, turns invisible. Nine piercing. Nine piercing. Okay. Um, let me this fills me with so much confidence. Okay. Okay. Um, so Beatrice goes invisible. Um, yeah. Uh, you hear this roar, this harsh, uh, sneering roar, um, as a uh, hulking, uh, still human-sized, uh, but hulking frog-like creature. Uh, appears before you. Um, if anyone is aware of them, this is a creature known as a slard. Um, uh oh. Oh, hey there. What are you doing? Waving <laughs> that. Uh, and <laughs> I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need everyone to roll me some initiative. As as you have. Uh, Twenty two. Okay. 20. Dirty. Okay. 15. 15. My luck ran out with that dice. That's a 5. Oof. Uh, Dragon Bait is 7, and Artis is pretty good. Artis is also a dirty 20. Um, but he goes after Conrad because one NPC, two lower decks. So. Alright. So, top of the initiative. Beatrice, you won initiative. Because of course you did. With 22. Just quickly looking something up because I just remembered something. Yeah. Uh, the slard is on deck, and then Conrad. Just a quick question to Darby yes. for my round um, when I do that. 
Yeah. I'm looking at the clues for this level. Yeah. If one of them is relevant, can I roll an intelligence check to confirm or deny that? Because oh, that's what I was, I was about to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. What, yeah. What? What is? So, which is the one that you? Beatrice remembers part of a line was only a jewel can tame the frog. Hmm. We it's haven't encountered anything like that on this yes. level to do with the warning. So roll me an arcana check. And Conrad, you can do that as well because you thought of it as well. Actually, anyone who wants to can roll me an arcana. 20. Dirty 20. Um, so I'd say anyone who gets a 20 or higher would probably know this. There are some <laughs> slards that have what is known as a control gem, which can... Uh, which can often be used to control them. Was that an intelligence or an arcana? Sorry. Arcana. Oh, then Sevia definitely got over a 20, because that would be a 31. Or <laughs> okay. got a 13. That is amazing. So Paul has no idea. What was uh, Conrad's result? 16, which 16. is bad luck, because Conrad has a lot of gems. Yeah. That he got from a tomb. Um, I gems. Mm. Yes. Uh, so Beatrice is just gonna sort of. She's pre to prior to this. She turned invisible, and you're just gonna hear her voice sort of go. Uh, it wasn't part of that poem thing. Uh, the about the a jewel and the a frog. Uh, who had the jewels? Oh, that was me. Only, only a jewel can tame the frog, she'll say. Uh, and she will pull out her short sword and yeah. just hold an action for if any of them, like if the this creature is somehow able to get outside of the circle. Okay. Um, so... Uh, then it is its go. Um, because it doesn't have to go outside the circle because Conrad's right there. Um, so it is going to, uh, what's it, what's it going to do? What's it going to do? Um, it is going to uh it's gonna do a multi-attack to start with so three attacks um so uh one with its bite two with its claws or great sword oh cool and my ac is 20. 20 okay um so i need to i rolled too low for all of those hey he's slippery <laughs> yeah so, Conrad, you managed to dodge out of the way of all three of these attacks. So, uh, while trying to rifle through his bag to find the stupid gemstone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that is... That is its go. Conrad has an insane AC and for a rogue. <laughs> that is its go, and Conrad, it is your go. Alright, and so try to, like, dodge from, um... From this attacks, um, Cory mm. will then uh, pull out. I I can't remember the colors of them, 
but he, I believe he got at least two gemstones that had eyes on them. And he kind of just holds them because is this is what you're looking for, creature. They're you purple tamed? and blue. <laughs> purple and blue. Okay. <laughs> Zoe remembers. Um, now keep in mind those those gems were found on the floor below. Ah, they were found that's on the problem. third floor. <laughs> cool. Um, well, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that's what he does of his turn, I guess. Because he yes. genuinely believes that will help. Mm. Where is... Okay. Worth a try. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Over to Artis, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, Artis is going to... Uh, back up and three, uh, three bone strikes, is it? Multi-attack. Uh, yes, three strikes. There's a bow. Uh, what is this? This lance. Uh, so one of those hits for, uh, 1d8 plus two, so five points. Of piercing damage. Now you're you're all familiar enough with Artis's weaponry to know that he does not have a magical bow. Um, this arrow seems to hit with full force. Um, there doesn't seem to be any sort of resistance against it. Um, fall. Uh, fall also rolled a low arcana, so fall is going to be like, oh, a jewel. Okay. Um, and take out his like new like little crystal earrings and they're like um here you go here there's uh, there's no need to um there's no need to attack okay. and just offer them out to this frog okay <laughs> let's go i guess roll me a persuasion check <laughs> there's a really high dc <laughs> uh-oh. but i guess okay. it's technically possible 17. Not enough. It still seems to be in this uh, furious uh, state seeking carnage. Okay. Um, Dragonbait is going to charge into the circle and uh, what is and makes two attacks with his Holy Avenger. Uh, a natural one and a 19. Uh so that is uh so target is a fiend or an undead what is yeah no um so uh he doesn't he doesn't wield a shield does he ah yes he does so single a single-handed attack that is uh nine points of slashing damage that he does to this thing. Okay. All right. Next is Sevia. Hello. So I'm hello. I'm assuming with a thirty-one, I have kind of worked out it would be something we've gotten on this floor. You you would know that a Slard's control gem is generally a very specific thing. Mm-hmm. Um. And you are probably aware that you have not come across anything that you necessarily recognized up to this point as a Slard's control gem. Right. Logic would dictate that it's probably somewhere on this floor, but 
you have not come across anything that you would recognize as a control gem for a slot. Okay. Uh, well, first off, she's going Dragon bait? What are you- Ooh! And then, um... Okay, she's going to look around the room to see if there's anything in here that would be a control gem. But at the same time, she's going to pull out both the amulet Conrad just threw her and the skull one Beatrice gave her the previous night. Oh no, that that morning, several hours ago. And just hold those up. Just kind of being like, either of these? But she's also looking around, investigating. Um, I guess roll me a persuasion check. <laughs> Should I then roll an investigation? Uh, yeah, if you're wanting to look around. I am. Uh, that was a persuasion of four. Four. No, it seems unimpressed by these gems. And then uh, investigation, that's a 16 on the dice, which makes it a 25. Okay, you are almost certain that unless it's in the sarcophagus, uh, the control gem is not in this room. And uh, that, we need to... Ooh, that's yeah, my turn, That would it? be your turn. You can say Yay. something if you want, though. I don't believe the gem that controls this beast is in this room. It's somewhere else. All right. Uh, finally, there is an urn atop the, uh, the sarcophagus. Um, and it gets... It is a sort of trap of sorts. Um, and... Uh, yeah, no, no, it, so it doesn't do anything at the moment. There is an urn, though. Just looks ominous. There is an urn. Um, but actually, yeah, with that 25, the, the, you would spot the urn. Uh, as well. On top of the, uh, the sarcophagus. Okay, Beatrice, it is your go. Slard and then Conrad on deck. Beatrice is going to shout to everyone, take step back from circle. Uh, and then she's going to sort of move around slightly to that side. And she's actually going to drop her short sword and pull out her bow and fire two arrows at the frogman. All right, roll to hit. It's a nat 20. Nice. All right. <laughs> um, and Conrad and Dragonbait are within five feet of it, so you do get sneak attack. They are, they are right up by it. Seventeen, and then so that twenty. So we do maximum dice max roll. Dam max max, max dice damage roll plus, plus yeah. dice roll. Yeah. So max 
damage would be. I'm gonna have to. I need a calculator. Oh, I don't think. Hmm. Hang on, I've just got a double bow. So you've got. So this is with your long bow. So uh, eight. 12. I've been rolling. I've been rolling sneak attack wrong for the last couple of rounds. How I meant so? to roll three d six. I've uh, only been rolling one. Oh. Ah. <laughs> uh. So. <laughs> okay. So uh, twelve plus eighteen. So thirty is your max. Thirty is my max. Plus and your dice roll. I just rolled very high. Unless there's any additional stuff that you add, but you haven't you haven't designated a creature as your prey yet. So not yet. No. Um, so thirty plus whatever you roll, which was. So that's a total of 57 damage for that first hit. 57 for the first hit. Alright. Alright. And and your second attack? Twenty-seven to hit. That will certainly hit. Do I still get sneak attack this uh, time? No. Once, no. once per turn. Once per turn. Cool. Well, that's still... Ten. Ten. That's... Uh, it's looking shaky. I also suddenly pop back into existence. Okay. So you do this massive amount of damage to it, and you see um, its wounds slowly start to heal. Um, it's that kind of boss fight. <laughs> um, so, and it is going to. Yeah. Sorry, Conrad and Dragon Bait. Yeah. <laughs> I made it mad. Um, I think I. Hmm. Is it it's all be, good. Is it Actually, it's gonna it's gonna risk. Uh, but yeah, it's reasonably intelligent, so it's gonna risk an attack of opportunity from both you and Dragon Bait there, Conrad. Okay, I will try to attack them. All right, roll to hit. Oh, eighteen to hit. Okay, that just hits. Okay. So that's a D8. And I should check if Dragon Bait hits. Uh, Dragon nice. Bait does not hit. 11 points of piercing damage. 11 points of piercing damage. Okay. Um, so it's looking shaky again. Um, uh, and it's going to cast um, a big ol' fireball. Um... <laughs> Counter spell? Yeah, no, that just works. It's a third level spell. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you... Siri's like holding these two amulets and she's like staring at this urn and she sees this lad do that and just goes, no, and just grabs yeah, it out of the you air. You <laughs> very much recognize how this spell like is cast. 
Um, and yeah, um, minus material components, this is very clearly a fireball, and you just extinguish it immediately. Uh, all right. Uh, next is Conrad. I will pursue the Grey Slard, right. skittering across the salt. <laughs> as I assume I can get to it. Yeah. And I am going to attack it. All right. Alas, I will not get sneak attack. That's fine. Um, so the first one's a 22 to hit. So um, there is a way you could get sneak attack. Uh, no, yes. you've already moved, so you can't get it. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Um, so 22 to hit. 22 um, hits. Which hits. So it's a D8. Uh, so 10 points of piercing damage. Ten. And then I have oh, a second. You should have gotten uh, sneak attack on your attack of opportunity, though. Oh, cool. Can I do that after I've done this attack yes. then, I guess? Yes. All right. So, um, so 10 points of piercing damage. And my second attack ooh, is um, a 15 to hit. So that misses. That's that fine. Misses. And um, I'll do my sneak attack from yes. before. Oh, my God. So <laughs> three, and then the third one is a three, so six. Um, okay. So altogether, 16 points of piercing damage on every, this um, Every slide. bit counts. Every bit counts. That's it. Um, and what kind of a bonus action? Not much. Um, I'll just I'll just activate a form of dread actually as a bonus action just for funsies. All right. So again, like the veins on Crow's like neck kind of like stand up. Um, and I gain some temporary hit points. Nice. So how and, many temporary hit points is that? Uh, so it's one d ten plus five. Um, All right. So let's have a look. Uh, that is. Seven plus one, so thirteen temporary hit points. Nice. Um, and if I can do that on each of my terms, if you hit a creature, you can force it to make a wisdom saving throw. Yeah, we can. We can say you we did that to start with. So, yeah. yeah. Um. So it's only a DC fourteen, but there we Not go. Not twenty. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Um. Uh, my turn. Yeah. Uh, next is Artis, who is three arrows. Um, one of those hits for nine points of damage. Okay. All right. Um, Ball is your go. Okay. Uh, Ball's gonna be like, oh, uh, we can go over and attack. Okay. Okay. And we'll run over to the frog. Yep. And I will um, attack it with my quarterstaff. All right. That's um twenty. Seven to hit. That'll certainly hit. <laughs> so that'll be 15 damage, and I'll do two charges on the stuff for striking for extra sixes. So that's 25 damage total. All right. Uh, so that was. So it was. So 25. So. God. Uh, it is looking incredibly shaky. Okay, I'll go to um, jab it in the throat. Yeah. That's um, 22 to hit. That certainly hits. Excellent. Uh, so that's eight damage. Eight damage. Uh, that is actually enough. Okay. To... I guess I just crush its windpipe. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, because you're base, you can basically maneuver it against that uh, that support column there and crush it like bow staff up against it, crush it, push using the uh, the um, the pillar to kind of oh, counter counter uh, counterweight it, I guess. Good, it's gone limp. Good job. Oh, um, oh yes, yes, it is. Uh, Good. Mm. Well, that's that. Excellent. Hmm. Carl like sheaves sheaves his rapier. I was like, okay, hold on now. Are we sure of that? Nothing's ever as it seems. I mean, we can make sure it's dead, I suppose. Stab it in the head or something like that. I mean, that's, um, but, uh, yes, it should be fine. Uh, so the sarcophagus, we were opening that one up, yes? Uh, I guess, I guess. Uh, Sevia is going to, like, she kind of looks over at what Fall just did to the, to the slot and it's just kind of like, well, <laughs> um, <laughs> also like, <laughs> and then uh, she is going to go and pick the urn up off the sarcophagus. All right. Then... Uh, can you roll me a, uh, yep. a wisdom saving throw? Ooh. Oh, wait, no, my wisdom's bad. Um... Oh, 21. That is the DC exactly. Um <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you feel this urn almost try to cast a spell on you as you uh pick it up. Um and there is nothing in there, but uh yeah, it's it's it it tried to cast a spell on you simply for disturbing it. Um Um, no one else touched this. It uh, has harmful intent. What? Did it get you? No. uh, Thankfully, apparently, I'm wiser than it. Good. uh, Still, no one else touch it and be careful opening the sarcophagus. Alright. Um, um, yeah, she looks inside, but as you said, it, yeah. it's empty, so. So, who is going to attempt, if anyone, to open the sarcophagus? Alright, Bill, if no one else does. <laughs> I mean... I was gonna say, Beatrice would look at Conrad and sort of go, well, are we doing this? Alright. <laughs> You'd stride up to the sarcophagus to open it up. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Uh, Romy an athletics check. With with uh, advantage if Beatrice is helping you. 
which it sounds like she is. This is, is um, <laughs> no. so with Beatrice's assistance, unfortunately there's no one here that Conrad would like to see this displayed to, but like um, he likes, you know, he looks like the, he like lifts this like the best he possibly can. That was a nat 20. Nice. <laughs> he just looks so like, he's a little dude, but he's pretty, oh. he's pretty hefty <laughs> regardless. Oh. So yeah. Sweat dripping off his brow, yeah. his pallid brow. <laughs> so, um, within the sarcophagus, um, as you open it, you see there is a potion of some description. Um, it appears to be some sort of uh, potion of healing. Of what level, you do not know. Um, but identification could possibly sort that out. Um uh, there is also a uh, a petrified grung egg. Um, and the bones of um, the the bones of a uh, yeah of of a grung. Hmm. Doesn't look too interesting. Persian and some strange rock. Okay. Hmm. Looks egg-like. Hmm. So as you would know. Interesting. Well, um, we're grabbing both of these. Yes. Sevia, Persian, catch. Now. Oh, don't throw it! He <laughs> <laughs> like, goes to throw it and then like, just pulls it back. Okay. Yes, true. Later. Uh, uh, Beatrice is a sort of a side to Conrad. Is like, you know, she's not very good at that. No, you're right. Not very athletic. True, true. <laughs> okay, uh, good. All right. So, um, did someone touch the, the grung egg? Beatrice will have picked it up when Conrad picked up the potion box. Okay. Uh, Beatrice, roll me a charisma saving throw. Oh. Charisma, wasn't it? Yes. 19. 19. Okay, yeah, that is enough. But you feel this is akin to uh, when the um, spirits attempt to possess or mm -hmm. to, to enter. So, so you basically are able to identify that this yeah. is the artifact. This of is Nango. the thing. Yes. Yeah. Beatrice sort of like twitches a little and shakes her head. Well, this is the uh, artifact, and she holds the egg in her hand. And that's the thing. Uh, what, what would it do? It's just I an egg. No clue. And she like tests it white. It's white. Might be alright to throw at somebody's head. True. True. Good point. So like a little shot put or something. She pockets it. Alright, well, onwards and upwards. That's really all that was to be found in here. Mm. At least it wasn't too much of a fight. So yes. Uh so you're aware that this is basically the extent to which you uh, were able to, like, you've explored the extents of this, unless you wanted to go uh, for, 
like to yep. further explore the the false tomb or you wanted mm. to so um, yeah conrad's basically checking over his look. map notes by this point he's like i think that's everywhere here mm. we should probably try to go downwards yeah. the own the only thing would be you are aware that um that having defeated the uh the 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 white that utilize the um, the office on this level that it, there may be some stuff in there. Mm. Best place to go downstairs is probably this, the um this the staircase that I've discovered earlier. So we should probably make our way over there. Okay. I think. Did we go also through the... the room that that thing was in? Yes. Well, that creature. Yeah. We might have clues to where. Okay. He may have sent actually. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. There are there are three. Um, yeah, there are three ways basically to go yeah. down. There's the <laughs> stairway leading there. There is a central staircase, and there is that. All right. So you you go through to uh to Withers' office. I will quickly note because mm. we have to go back what through the place that had the chariot. While we're doing that, Corey would like to have a look at how big is the shield. Um, it's is it carryable? Um, somewhat. It's um. Uh, let me double check. Cool. Let me double check. So people are kind of wandering past. It's like, uh, carry on. Artist, you can linger if you want. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> It's it's it would almost be like over. a tower shield in a way. Like it would be theoretically possible to to utilize, but it would be very uh heavy. So Karen's kind of like testing it to see if he can carry it, pick it up, that there'd be like a way he could kind of like make it so it's like a backpack, I guess. Um, um not really if he would be able to bear that load, I suppose. Not really carryable as a backpack like uh, it's it's more of a if you were to use it as a shield it's more of a tower shield which aren't the greatest for maneuverability it's doable yeah. it's doable and it would effectively give you um half or three quarter cover it if you were behind it depending on what angle he's not looking at. at it for shield but, purposes oh you're looking at it for its weaponized purpose yeah mm. <laughs> Um, he looks over. He looks over at Dragon Bait. It's like, how buff does Dragon Bait look? I mean, Dragon Bait. Dragon Bait be able to carry this. Dragon Bait's pretty strong. It's the issue would be in trying to uh, to get it um, to essentially hold, like, hold it in a way that doesn't. Um, Hold to like hold it and carry it in a way that it's not just going to be every six seconds blasting yeah. off a bolt. Uh, Conrad, uh, like, while he's like, Dragon Bait over here, wish to speak. Uh, Dragon Bait approaches and kind of cocks his head in. Okay, in, like, uh, well, I'm going to test something. You watch, all right? And Conrad's going to do like, uh, you have like cloak or anything that you can use, better roll. He Give if you have. Head. Hmm. Yeah. 
All right. Um, and Kuro like takes like chucks off chucks off like his suitcase that he has strapped to his back. Um, and he kind of digs through that and he has like some clothes. He has like a jacket and he like um hands the jacket to Dragonbait and then turns back to the cl- to the to the shield and he's going to flip it back over and he grabs the jacket off Dragonbait and puts it over the shield and then waits to see if it does anything. Okay. Uh, it does nothing as it is covered. Now, be careful. He takes the jacket off. Okay. Um, you wait a beat, and then <laughs> uh, it... No, you bowed, so yes, it doesn't... Yes. Excellent. And it can't... Huh. Yeah, because of where Dragon Bait is, it can't target him, because it can't see him. Excellent. So Koro then puts the jacket back down on it. He's like, my suggestion... You have good tallness. You should be able to carry. We could put this on your back. Then we could put this over the shield so it is covered. Then if we come across creature, then you're, you can just take off and your back will be covered. Your back will be protected because this can shoot behind you. Idea? Sound good? Possible for you? Mm-hmm. We shall try. Um, and then Crow's going to set about, like, uh, he's got some rope. He's going to set about, like, um, <laughs> assisting Dragonbait with, like, basically putting this onto the onto his back. And then um, kind of, like, uh, with that sort of strapping, I can roll for this if you want to, to make it so that, like, there's a bit where, like, Dragonbait can just, like, pull a rope and it will, like, take off the, the cover of the shield. Okay. I can roll for that if you want me to. Uh, so you, wa- you want to... I basically wanted an option for another character. It, it can be the NPC where if Dragonbait makes like an action or a bonus action, he can uncover the shield and the shield can then activate its like, you know, every blah amount of turns thing. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's doable. Hell um, yeah. <laughs> I think if Art has got wind of this, he would recommend that every one of you bows before the statue that. <laughs> You bowed before, <laughs> like you bowed in front True. of, so that you are no longer valid targets. Crow like turns around, he's like, "Good suggestion, everyone, go bow at that statue, or you'll get hit by something. Do it right now." Uh, we'll Fallen Sivir, who are probably walking out of the room, being like, "What does Conrad mean, Tarry?" And then like, "Oh," and like about face. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yes, right. that's actually right there. Go bow to it. Okay. Bow. <laughs> bow. Good. Good people. Good. Yeah. Excellent. So as if as if to test it out, once everyone's bowed to it, Dragonbait's just gonna go to where the shield was ha- like that little alcove where the shield was held and release the jacket from the shield. <laughs> and nothing happens. Perfect. I will say when Beatrice went up to bow, she did grumble a bit about it. <laughs> Just it under her fair. breath, but she did grumble. <laughs> That's fair. Good. Excellent. And Cora's going to help re-put the jacket over the shield. All right. Let's go. All right. So you, as a party, I take it, are, um, so you're going to Wither's office. Yes. Um, so, going into this office, you see candles dimly illuminating uh, 
the cluttered office here. A skeletal songbird rasps at you from a filthy cage in one corner. Other furnishing includes a wooden writing desk and a tall-backed chair. Anatomical drawings sketched in charcoal hang on the wall behind the desk. Seated in the chair is the shriveled corpse. Uh, no, that is no longer there, because that is withers. Um, so, um, yeah, so searching around the room, because I'd say you have, you have time to do a proper search. Um, there are a number of, there is, uh, a journal handout that we have, um, if, uh, if people want to. Uh, be able to access that. It is in Fantasy Grounds. We did have a quick crash because I have untested uh, plugins that I have turned off. Um, but uh, the for the benefit of listeners, uh, the Master returns with a marvelous gift. Cast off creation of the gods. Dead and yet not. The all-seeing is blind to its existence. And the mother of illusions looks past it. Sweet irony. The master hopes to raise the creature to power by glutting it on souls. The master has brought the Sun sisters here to nurse it and to help build the device needed to feed it. As for me, I am only saddened that my studies shall one day come to an end. I owe the master much for the time she has given me. I can only work harder in the little time that remains for this world. Hmm. Hmm. Kind of like looks back in the direction of where the like um little room with like the wrapping cages or whatever it was was um and look back down at that yeah. so, and then just like passes the note to like um Sebra or Beatrice or whoever's closest fall even I don't know yeah there it's is good look at the bird there is also uh within the room uh various things that you can find there is a bronze mask um a gray stone which uh, Sevia, with your thirty-one from before, you would pick up that this is supposed. This would have been the control gem for the slard. Um, a heavy book with thick covers inlaid with glyphs. Uh, the pages to it almost seem as thick as the cover. Um, there is also a scholar's pack. The uh, the skeletal songbird that uh, seemingly. Uh, probably can't fly by the looks of things. And finally, a spell book. Uh, which appears to have belonged to Withers. So mm-hmm. I can... While people deliberate, Conrad is going to try and talk to the bird. Okay. Hello, can you understand? Ooh, that is a good question. Because it's a skeleton, but it's reanimated, so it mm. should be able to hear at least. It might just I don't know, have so, to make noise. So you're you're basically using speak with animals here, aren't you? Yes, yes. Read me the description of this spell. Alright, let's have a look. 
You gain the ability to comprehend and verbally communicate with beasts for the duration. The knowledge and the awareness of, of beasts is limited by their intelligence, but at minimum they can give you information about nearby locations and monsters, okay. including whatever they can perceive or have perceived within the past day. So it is no longer a beast. No longer a it beast. Is, okay. It is an undead creature now. Cool. That's all right. Kari's still trying to talk yeah. to it. That's what he's doing while people yeah. do other things. It is, it is not responsive. Excellent. Like it, it kind of responds physically to it, but like it, you don't get the impression that it understands what you've been saying. Cool. And I will note in the background while people are doing other things in this room, Conrad is going to, after a little time, like get a bit frustrated, but he's also going to try and undo the cage for it. Okay. In the background, that's what he's doing. Yep. All right. Um. Is Sevia uh, is like <laughs> she's like skimming through every book we find. Okay. And then she's looking uh, specifically for any information that would be relevant to where Exley is. But if there's anything that pops out, she'll read it. But as a general thing, I'm just saying she's gonna she's like flipping through every book. And depending on what she finds, as soon as she's done, she's going to just, like, hand them to fall, whatever he okay. is doing. Uh, roll just, like, me, hand them to him to hold. Roll me an arcana check on the, uh, the heavy, uh, the heavy book. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. So, it's not enough to know the specifics of it, but this seems to be a, uh, a golem manual for the creation of golems. And that's the glyph book? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Put a pin in that one for later. Then. Uh, it's about creating golems. Oh, wow. Um, that's... As for whether or not there is going to, uh, is there anything that might explain where Exley is, mm -hmm. roll me an investigation check. Okay. Uh, someone pick a number between 1 and 11. 4. Cool. Ooh. Investigation... 22. 22. You don't find any information specifically on where Exley might be. But you do find something on that maybe explains why he didn't come back when, when Withers was destroyed. Which mm -hmm. is uh, simply that there are, there is some magic um particularly magic that is involved with uh, escaping the tomb or uh, trying to bypass certain traps of the tomb um, and similar types of magic that simply do not work or work in different ways here. Right. What those ways for different spells are, you do not know. 
but there are, yeah, there, the tomb has certain wards on it that uh, mess with magic that that is used to escape the tomb. Right. Uh, when I'm assuming this might be like, this is probably some information she finds in like a book or just like in on like a scrap of card or something. Mm. I don't know. Or just information she gleans from different things. And when that realization hits her, she kind of rocks back on her heels a little bit. She just kind of goes, oh. He was condemned. Uh, what do you mean? Um, certain magics here don't work or work wrong. Normally any spell that would send someone away, there is a way to dispel it, fix it, or when the creature casting it dies, it ends. But it did not. It actually did not come back. Withers knew he would stay wherever he sent him. Oh, so he's he's stuck somewhere. Hmm. I thought I'd had clearly since he is not here, but it feels strange to know that Withers did that. <laughs> hmm. Yes, that's quite the cruel move on his part. But I suppose at least it's not like he incinerated him or anything. He's just somewhere. Fighting, maybe. Waiting for us, maybe. Maybe, but I guess we can't know until um, until we find him. Yes. Which we will. Hmm. Of course. Of yes. course. Of course. <laughs> so, unless there's anything else that people want to explore within this room. Uh, Conrad, you're fairly easily able to let this uh, skeletal bird out of its cage or enable Ooh. it the ability to go in and out of its cage. It doesn't... What does it do? It doesn't immediately go... To, to jump out of the cage. Um, Current offers his like, hand for it. Climb on. Roll me an <laughs> animal handling check. Because it is it is undead, but it is still strictly... It is... So, so spells that affect beasts don't affect it, but it still is... It's the behaviour of animals. It's a creature. Um, yeah. It's a flat 14. He has zero on animal flat handling, 14. funnily enough. Uh, He's good yeah. at horse riding. He just horses just don't like him. <laughs> I'd, I'd say I'd say that's enough for it to kind of just tentatively hop onto your your finger in that way that birds do. Yeah, Crow looks very pleased. Like excellent, good. Like he just kind of like straightens up and turns around to see like probably like fallen Seabee like whispering about something, and mm. Beatrice vibing. <laughs> I presume. Oh. Mm. Uh, Aegis is watching Conrad. Skara <laughs> turns around with a little skeleton bird on his hand and looks at Beatrice and looks a little bit awkward. 
<laughs> okay. Ah. Uh, well. Any good information found here? Nothing about where Exley is. Okay. But but certain that wherever he was sent, he is remaining there, unless he gets himself out. So, if we can find out where he was sent, we at least know he will be there. And it isn't some kind of blink situation where he's being sent around different places. Well, then we just need to go find him. Let's um, let's press on. Yes. Kurt will stride out with the yes. bird on his hand if unless it flies off. So you decided that you were going to descend via the spiral staircase, was it? Yeah. Or the grand staircase. Spiral. Okay. The one that Connor went down before, I think. You okay. saw some green mold or green slime. Uh green <laughs> the green slime was further down. This per uh you wouldn't have seen slime from it was something green, down. I remember. Yeah, there, there I is think that was when we were looking. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's when we were looking in the pool. There is. Um, Font. No, there would have been green slime on the, the fifth floor. Floor down that was visible okay. from the staircase. Oh, yeah. You would, well, you would have also seen it through down. the scrying pool, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, gone now. That's the staircase. To the third, down. fourth, or fifth floor. No. Are you just going one floor down? I guess so. Okay. Again, we don't really know where we're going. We have no yeah. indication of where to go or where actually is or anything. So, well, all right. In that it's case, kind of a crapshoot for him. Yeah, you make your way down uh, to the the fir- third floor doorway on the spiral staircase, and that's where we're going to leave it for this week. Okay. See you next week, everyone. Yeah, see you see next, next week. week. Yeah. Good Bye. Bye. Bye.